This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Bruchem and welcome everyone. We're continuing our Shiram Parshas Kedoshim. Parshas Kedoshim. Parak Yotas Pasuk Yerchas. V'ahavta l'reacha kamoicha. What does Rashi say? Amar Rabbi Akiva, Klal Gadol Batayra. This is a great principle in the Torah. I had a question on this this week, and I'm very troubled by it. What in the world is Rashi saying? Rabbi Akiva says this is a great principle in the Torah. Great! Rashi is not a reporter. Rashi is a commentator who when there's a difficulty in the Pasuk, it needs to explain it to us where there's a question and Rashi is coming to answer it. What question is there on this Pasuk that Rashi has a need to report to us that Rabbi Akiva says this is a great principle in the Torah? Good for Rabbi Akiva! And it's important to know this. Rashi's job is not to tell me information. Rashi is a mafarish. Rashi's job is va'ani loibasi ela shel mikra. I am here to tell you the simple reading of the Pasuk. What is Rashi troubled by? That Rashi is saying, Amar Rabbi Akiva, Perhaps we could say as follows. <clears throat> Perhaps we could say, the Pasuk says, Ani Hashem. You know, it says Ani Hashem many, many times in this week's parsha. Rashi usually says, Ani Hashem means, I am God, I am trustworthy to reward you. Or I am God, I am trustworthy to punish. And what does Rashi say on this Ani Hashem? Rashi says on this Ani Hashem, Rashi says, Ani Hashem, I am, I am uh, Neman, Ani Hashem, I am Neman to, uh, Rashi doesn't say anything on this Ani Hashem. Ani Hashem, I am God. Rashi doesn't comment. Why elsewhere does Rashi comment, Ani Hashem <clears throat> means I'm Neman to punish or I'm Neman to reward. Why doesn't Rashi say anything here? I would humbly suggest that's why Rashi says, Amar Rabbi Akiva Zekla Because here Rashi doesn't say it means I'm Neman to reward you or I'm Neman to punish you. Here, Rashi says, Ani Hashem, you know what it means? Ani Hashem is coming to say, this is a great principle in the Torah. Ani Hashem, I am sort of giving my stamp of, of importance to this mandate of the that's why Rashi says, Amar Rashi's bothered. Why does it say Ani Hashem there? And you know what the answer is? You know why it says Ani Hashem? It says Ani Hashem because it's to come to teach that this is indeed a very important principle in the Torah. Next. Rashi says that don't give your daughter to have relations with a man before she's married. Rashi says, on the, uh, then the Pasuk says, so that the earth does not, is not mezane, it's peirois. Rashi says, if you do that, 
then the earth will be mezana its payrois and produce them elsewhere. If you give your daughter to have relations with a man before marriage, then the Eretz Yisrael will produce its fruits elsewhere. Now, let's think about this analogy for a moment. Here you have a daughter. If you would marry her off, you would have, she would produce children from this man. Now you're giving her in defilement to be defiled by another man. And will they produce children? Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but it will be out of wedlock. And Rashi says, well, if you're going to do that, God says, instead of me giving you the fruits of my land, think about it. You could live in Eretz Yisrael, and you could have the fruits produced in your, in your land, but if you're going to give away your daughter the, the same way you're giving away her fruits, I'm going to give away my fruits. Think about then the great elevation that, and the great closeness to Hashem that one could achieve through the payroys of Eretz Yisrael. Because God is saying, the same way if you give over your daughter to live with another man, instead of you having grandchildren from it, and you having descendants from it, and her producing children, you're giving her in defilement, instead of your land, Eretz Yisrael, producing fruits, well, what do fruits of Eretz Yisrael got to do? How is that analogous to your grandchildren? How is it analogous to your family? It's like Hashem is saying, if you're being mezana, your daughter, you're giving over your daughter in Znos, Eretz Yisrael is, so to speak, in a way, an extension of me, and instead of, instead of my land producing fruits for you, instead of my land producing, it's going to produce elsewhere. It's a very interesting analogy. Okay, then we move on further. Perak Yotes Pasuk Lamed. Es Shab Soisai Tishmeru Umikdashi Tirau Ani Hashem Keep my Shabbos, fear my Mikdash. What does Shabbos got to do with the Beis HaMikdash? So this uh, shows a commonality, and we spoke about this earlier in the week, between the Beis HaMikdash and Shabbos. What Shabbos is in time, the Mikdash is in place. And we explain based on this, the Be'er Sheva in Hurriyas asks, how were the Kaihanim allowed to wash their feet, one foot on top of the other? How were the Kaihanim allowed to put their clothing under their head, but it's kasha l'shikha, makes you forget. Reuven Margoliath says, in the Beis HaMikdash, nothing is kasha l'shikha. But we explained as follows. We know that on Shabbos, there's an idea that things are not kasha l'shikha. Reb Chaim Knievsky says, this is alluded to in when we say, Yoim Shabbosoin ein l'shkoyach. So to the Mikdash, which is like the Shabbos of Makoim, we don't have a, an idea of kasha l'shikha. Okay. Further. It says, don't insult a ger because you are a gerim. Rashi says, mumsha b'chal tarmel If you have a, a mum, if you have an imperfection, 
don't point out that imperfection in your friend. Chazal explained it's because when, if you're going to point out that imperfection, he'll turn right back at you and say, I'm a ger. You guys are gerim. So I was always bothered by this. Why does the Torah prohibit? Why am I not allowed to insult you if I have the same deficiency? What's the problem? You're going to turn back on me and you're going to say, Ah, look who's talking. Okay, I, I'm, I guess I'm willing to take that chance. And if you tell it to me, I guess I'll be insulted. But why would the Torah have to say, you know, if you're a ger, don't insult another ger. Don't insult a ger because you guys were gerim in Mitzrayim. Because they'll turn around to you and they'll insult you back. So what? So let them insult the insulter back. And uh, that, this way they'll learn their lesson. They won't do it again. Why is it usser? Why is it... I can understand it's prohibited to insult somebody if... You don't have that deficiency. You're, you're hurting their feelings. But here, it seems like the problem is, you're not allowed to hurt your own feelings. Why are you not allowed to hurt your own feelings? Amoichel! Apparently, you're not, you can't be Michael. Apparently, you're not allowed to be Mavaza yourself. Apparently, the Torah is saying, don't say something that will be insulting to yourself. I saw an amazing uh, idea you know, from the from the mitzvah of we learn something remarkable. If I have to love you like I love myself, that means this, that's predicated on the fact that I have to love myself. You hear the Torah says, "Love your neighbor like you love yourself." What? That means, perforce, you have to love yourself. I don't think most people look at it that way. Most people say, oh, the Torah is telling us to be sensitive to others. Of course. But implicit in that is a certain healthy self-respect. That's why Ben Azai says, no, more important than Be'avta Lecha Kamaycha is Kibbet Selem Eloi Adam. Evaluating yourself. So the Torah is saying, you're not allowed to insult somebody if you have the same deficiency because you're putting yourself down. And one cannot... The, uh, the, the foundation of Avodah Hashem is recognizing your own worth. You can't put yourself down. Okay. Now... Uh, uh, something that I had a big Hesiris from... The Pasuk says, Laman Tameis Mikdashi. The Torah says, Don't give your sons to Moilach, you're defiling my Mikdash. What's my Mikdash? Rashi says, God's Mikdash is Knesset Yisrael. The Jewish people are God's Mikdash, like we find. Think about that for a moment. Realize the significance of that, of that teaching that the Mikdash, the sanctuary of God, is the Jewish people. We are God's Beis HaMikdash. A Jew is a component of the Beis HaMikdash. Finally, Rashi says on the Pasuk, um, Rashi says on the Pasuk, of the Hivdaltem, Havdalascham 
l'shmi. Rashi says, how do we know a person shouldn't say, you know, I'm disgusted with the meat of a chazir. I don't want to wear a klayim. But a person should say, I am able to. But what should I do? My father decreed on me. So therefore the Pasuk says, Va'avdil eschem in ha'amim li'oisli. Shetehei havdalaschem l'shmi. Think about what this means. A person should not say, I don't want to wear a klayim. Or, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to eat bugs. I don't want to eat chazir. A person should say, I want to. But what could I do? Hashem decreed upon me. By the way, the Rambam writes, so, so should a person say, I would like to kill. I would like to steal. No, that the Rambam says, something which a person understands with his own seichel, a person should not say, I would like to, but what, I, what could I do? That's bad midas. But something which is only a heavenly decree. God decreed we shouldn't uh, eat chazir, we shouldn't wear a klayim, we shouldn't eat bugs. person should say, I would like to, but God decreed that I shouldn't. And, you know, what hit me was, there are many things that Jews do to be separate from the nations of the world. You know, whether we speak differently, we act differently, and we often say, you know, oh, we look down on how... Uh, how de- um, deficient perhaps some of the nations of the world act and a, per- and a person says you know I would never do that that's not necessarily a correct approach person shouldn't necessarily say you know I would never do that I would never want to do that I would never want to look that way no then you're not separating from the guy sometimes the person says oh that's so goyish person should say the reason why I want to be distinct is only the shame shamayim to be to Hashem. Not because I don't like it, or I have a natural apathy toward that type of life, lifestyle. person should say, the reason why I don't conduct myself in that way, I'm doing it lishma. I'm different to, be, to belong to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not I'm different because I don't like it, or it's disgusting. I'm different l'shem shamayim. And it's supposed, the Havdalah ben Yisrael lo'amim is supposed to be l'shem shamayim. Okay. Okay, so here is just one in Panjabah in Parshas Kedoshim. It says, Ish imai va'aviv tira'u ve'ez shabsoi say tishmairu ani Hashem. So, we know the juxtaposition of Kibbutz to Shabbos. Rashi points out, if your parent tells you to desecrate Shabbos, you don't listen. Then the Pasuk says, Al tifnu do not turn to Avoy Dezara. And then the Pasuk says, So we have a, a, a whole string of commandments that uh, one after another, and there doesn't seem to be a uh, apparent um, connection between them. Namely, why Kibbutz Aim and Shabbos? Okay, Rashi said. But why then do we have Avodah Zarah? Is it because Shabbos is Shakel Keneged Avodah Zarah? And then we have Karbanais. Don't do it on the wrong day. Is Karbanais also, according to the Rambam, the purpose of Karbanais is to weed away, uh, weed, uh, wean us off from Avodah Zarah? What exactly is the explanation for the juxtaposition of these mitzvahs 
in Parshas Kedoshim. If I may, I want to do with you something on tefillah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.